the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Mecca, Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter! Because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, she's wrestling. She's wrestling. Listen to this. I am a man being attacked. Because for one entire year, I have said this CM Punk fiasco is a work. And people are telling me I'm wrong. Yep. Can you believe that? Wait a second, pal. <laughs> Last week in that bad audio, you clearly said, well, clearly this is a work. Okay, hold on. But then what did I say after that, though? What? I said, what if this actually is for real? And then we basically said, oh, there's no way, because Tony Khan would be a complete idiot. Oh. And we have established, yes, that is I, the truth. I would just like to establish right now that I'm the only one who said it was a work. From no, you said nuts. it was a shoot. Or a shoot As it we reported, nuts. it was 100% factual. Yeah. Okay. Now, because let's oh, review what we, we're talking about. On. What episode are we on? 72. You don't have to say. They, the people who listen know better than we, if we don't need to tell them. It must be a washing machine. need to machine. tell me. We're about to go in the spin cycle. Hey, so I've had a couple yourself. beers. So. Yeah. The, the Mecca Shane Madison is actually cranked. Showed up, showed up. Just he, he stumbling all over the place. Well, I, was I, go- am, I was golfing. Today. I am sober. And I am not. <laughs> I'm trying gonna, to sober up. This though. is going to get good. CM Punk has been fired by all elite wrestling and by all indications, by all credible news sources. This is a hundred percent shoot. I'm going to I'm going to tell you something. For one year, I proved something. <laughs> Can't wait to hear if you yeah. are on death row and you need, so, or if you are facing death row and you need someone to flip a jury, I was able to do it because up until last <laughs> week, there were people going, he's probably right. This is all a work. <laughs> and you know what? You guys are going to think I'm insane. But if I'm a betting man, I'm laying money that CM Punk shows up on All Elite Wrestling before he ever shows up in WWE because it's still a work. No, I will take that bet. I would take that bet, too. <laughs> CM Punk I'm not will- putting a lot. You're going to have to give me odds. CM Punk will never work ever again. No, I disagree with that. Uh, I will say that. Where's he going to go? He, well, no. He I, will be back in I, WWE. Mark they will words. never take him back. I bet you So WWE may not take they him They will back. not take him back. But I believe New Japan will, will roll out the red carpet for him. Mm. I believe Impact would look at rolling out a red carpet. No money. I think that Major League Wrestling and... And companies like that, NWA, I think there's companies that have an appetite, and I think CM Punk may develop an appetite to do it for bargain basement price because he may have something to prove. But I also believe that there is a chance, and it's a very, very, very minute chance that this is all a work. Now, let me say that, let me preface oh my this. Gosh. I don't believe that they could see 
going into the valley, and I mean they are swan diving in, into a valley in terms of momentum, oh, going yes. deep downwards. Look at Arthur, Arthur Ashe right now. In order, yeah, I know, 5,000 tickets yeah. out of 10,000 they sold out in an hour yes. a year ago or whatever. Yes, and then the year before that, they had 22,000 sold out in 10 minutes. Yes, they are definitely a company without momentum. Yep. Could you see the ability to swan, go down in momentum to spike when you hit the payoff. Somebody asked me, what would the payoff be? I have to admit there is no payoff here. This is a company of dysfunction. Yes. And we're going to go a little deeper than just CM Punk, but talk about mismanaging a situation to the point where if you show me a dysfunctional situation like this, I'm going to hope that everybody's in on it and there's a payoff because this entire year has demonstrated how underqualified Tony Khan is. And then at the bottom or the peak of his, of his idiotic moves, the biggest idiotic move he's ever made is coming out and saying that if he was to be hit by a bus today, Brian Danielson is the only guy qualified to run the company. You never, and I mean ever in a locker room full of egos, and wrestling locker rooms have bigger egos than NFL or CFL or NHL or any other locker room. You never say one of the active people in your locker room has that kind of stroke or power or is that favored over everybody else because you will create the next rift. This is a disaster. Tony Khan... We now have to conclude, I'm not quite there yet, that this CM Punk thing was a two, two very big egos, well, one very big ego and one very delusional money mark coming together in a perfect relationship of dysfunction. Tony Khan is nothing but a money mark who has built the second best company in the planet because he had an endless budget. He should have hired a director of wrestling operations. He should have hired a either a creative writer or a prototypical traditional wrestling booker. He should have hired a sports management expert to be a CEO. So basically, I'm saying he should have had a Nick Khan, a Triple H, and a Paul Heyman in his company to save himself from the... Im- this is not on the right track right now. Okay, well, hold on. Let's lot. You said a lot there. Yep. I was about a 10-minute diatribe. Well, if you were sober, you would follow. (laughs) (laughs) I was falling asleep. No, there's a lot to unpack. First of all, the CM Punk thing, when this blow-up happened last year, they should have let him go. I said that at the time. They should have just let him go, cut your losses. He is not going to move the needle in AEW. They bring him back. He gets into this pissing fight with the EVPs. If you're an EVP, first of all, you got to be above this shit. Yes. You can't be doing this. You need to, you are in management. And I believe, I believe from day one it was a shoot. The other thing is, I believe that this is a a war that CM Punk was not going to win. He was never going to win this war against all these egos. Furthermore, I think he was railroaded out out of the company because what was he really trying to do? There's more money to be made with CM Punk, despite the fact that I'm not a fan of, of his really, but... There was more meat, meat on the bone. Now they've squandered it. They've given him basically an entire show based on him being on collision, which has dismal ratings coming off of all this interest and hype. They did 375,000 people for their last collision show. That is not good. And it declined after people realized that CM Punk had been fired. And we're going into football season. 
This is not Saturday, a good situation. Saturday night does not. Uh, their Saturday night battle for I think it's college football has a primetime game on Saturday night. That's not going to hurt Collision that bad. I think they might cancel Collision. No, to be honest with you. Well, because- here's what I don't understand. Sorry to cut you off. The the underground narrative after they announced Collision was that CM Punk was vital to the negotiations with the network, and that's why they had to get CM Punk back. That's true. So here we are two months later, and you've decided to fire. Why is Jack Perry not fired? He instigated the the conflict. He, he's still suspended, but he won't be fired, I, I don't think. Because it, Jack Perry is the fall guy yeah. for the Bucks, for Omega. They go on being the elite, and they're like drinking Pepsi, saying this tastes like crap, and like... Do you, listen, I get it. It's funny. haha. It's wrestling. But do you got to do that? This, the, Why do you have to be? Such- they did that since Punk got fired? Yes. That's the problem. That, that is the 100%. You just encapsulated the entire problem. They're there. fucking they're, babies. They're part children. of my language. They're children. Exactly. They are. They're the inmates are running the asylum. Tony Khan looks like a complete buffoon. Yes. And I will say, I will give him credit. He could have been a pussy and announced Punk's firing after the Chicago dates. He didn't. He did it before. He didn't get crucified for it, but that was ballsy. That's the first thing that he's done right. But this is just a terrible, terrible situation. Your roster's looking at you like you're a joke. Like it's it, and like, and that's what I said last week. What if? What if this is all real? Well, if it's all real and it looks like it is, this is the most, like you said, Mike, mismanaged company i have ever seen triple h wwe they're laughing at this stuff. oh yes they let, are laughing yes. at this and let me tell you something as a as a kid who was born into millions and billions of dollars he doesn't have necessarily the life experience of mistakes that could cost you see if you grew up in a working family your dad makes a mistake it could mean you lose your house if you make a mistake, your dad may have to bail you out. There's a there's either a verbal kick in the ease or there's there's consequence. But when you're in a family of billions of dollars, there's no mistake you can make that money can't fix. And he's run this company like there's no mistake that money can't fix. It's a vanity project. Jim Ross is still making a million dollars. Ridiculous. Um, John Moxley, $6 million for what? A plumber? Yeah, it's... He's a plumber. He looks so like a plumber. So all he has succeeded at doing is giving Vince, a, giving Vince a credible challenge, but he's driven up salaries to the point where what Impact Wrestling does is incredible mm-hmm. that they've been able to exist and now thrive in a salary structure that does not make sense for their initial investment scheme. And I, and I want to circle back to that because you mentioned CM Punk and Impact and you sort of wrote it off, but the reason why I think Impact would work is the very reason you were talking about. He could maybe go and do New Japan or he could maybe go yes. do... So he could take a smaller rate at Impact. And I mean, you, you Jeff, you are more in t- touch with the people at Impact, but I heard something previously that they actually considered him at one point. Is that... Like, I don't think so. Do you so. know if that's legit? Well, of course they considered yeah, him. Yeah, I think... I think, but, I think when I, a, but they reached out is what no. I heard. They well, actually but, reached okay, out. But hold on. Look at it this way. And again, I don't have no knowledge on this course, yeah. situation. But if in 2024, Impact Wrestling moves to a destination or a more destination network in the United States... They are the going to need The timing would power. be good. Yep. The timing would be good here. So do I think... They would have the money to um, pony up. I don't think so. I don't think CM Punk's 
as big a head case as people think. I don't. Think I so honestly either. don't think he's that difficult to deal with. So no. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down. For I you. think you know what? Here's what it is, and I'm sorry to say this, but there are guys in this business who need a slap in the head. It's locally. It's an AEW, <laughs> and back in the day, that's what we did. Well, we, we talked you about You are in this. a rare form today. We, but that's what has to happen. But there are no consequences because you have a bunch of children running this company. They're the ones that need the slap in the head. And now, congratulations. You got what you wanted. CM Punk's out. Now what do we do? Is this okay. all of a sudden going to open the creative floodgates and okay. the company's going to improve? Okay, so here's how I believe it's going to... I could be wrong. Like, I might have been wrong the whole year. I might have been right. Who knows? <laughs> it might have been a work that went wrong. Anyway, here's... Here if go. I'm CM Punk, I've got something to prove even though I don't need the money. And that creates a recipe where either he calls his friends and says, let's just do a pay-per-view and let's let the people with their money decide... I don't think he does that. No. I think he he loves watching wrestling. He showed up at a New Japan show. He was away for seven years. He showed up at a WWE show. He showed he was on contract with UFC for a long time in that seven years. He he showed up at a impact show. Mm -hmm. I think he sits there and looks at if he watches all the brands, he's gonna say, Okay, New Japan, this appeals to me. I'd love to do to the Tokyo Dome. And he's going to look at impact and say, if I could call my own shots and if I could have the difference between CM Punk working with Tony Khan and CM Punk working with Scott Demore is Scott Demore can talk CM Punk's language yeah. and Tony Khan couldn't. No. So there could be something where creatively, here's the angle, here's what we're going to do. And we're going to roll out the red carpet for you. And you need to star in our, on our bound for glory 2024 and be the star of our TV show for six months leading up to it. If that happens, the big winner in this is going to be Impact and CM Punk. CM Punk gets to prove how valuable he could have been to AEW if he goes to the third place brand and puts them on the map. But he won't, and that's a huge risk for him to do, which is why I don't see him doing it. Because if he doesn't move the needle? And he won't move the needle. And I'll tell you, and they'll, they'll say, oh, look at Collision, it never took off. And he can say, he can now say, right or wrong, I wasn't given the opportunity to do what he needed to do there. And he can say that because, but hold on. Now, the other thing we need to also pay attention. Did you guys listen to Tony Khan's speech? No. Okay. That, listen, that is very um, legalese. Yeah. He's talking about, uh, I'm fearful for my life, unsafe work environment, all this stuff. There's going to be lawyers involved in this stuff. Well, I don't know if there is. There will be. The way he said that. If he, if they agree to walk away without financial entanglement punk hasn't commented as of yet when we're recording this we and you know apparently he's going to be issuing a statement shortly mm. but i think this is going to get legal and i'd be very interested to see what cm punk's side is on. i this. don't think it's going to get legal but i think what tony khan is doing is he's preparing for that possibility with his legalese so he's using that language but with the intent or he's like, overselling an angle that he's firing a guy yeah. that he's not actually firing right which I don't see him ever going back to AEW, especially if the entire locker room has been worked and they all think it's volatile. Yeah. So I mean, if this I was think... something where Tony Khan and CM Punk have worked it, the locker room is going to lose respect for the two of them and not buy into it either. And at the end of the day, the guys that don't like CM Punk, my understanding is the Bucks, Omega, Hangman, Perry, and that's all you need. However, if those guys don't like yeah. you. However, sorry. CM Punk, FTR. Um, probably Adam Cole, 
and yeah. maybe five or six other good talents in that locker room do, you could end up where a bunch of guys are saying, I'm never re-signing here. This well, is Yeah, that's ridiculous. fair, but are you going to stick your head, your neck out like that when the guys who are the crybabies are the ones in charge of the company signing So wait, wait a second, you're putting Omega in the crybaby category? I would, yep. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Where's Jericho in all of this? Switzerland. Yeah, he's, uh, he's just yeah, he's really not taking a stand on nope. it. And okay. his statement he released was very much not legal, but very because professional, Jericho very gets it. Jericho gets it. He's been to the show, but Jericho also knows he's getting paid an insane amount of money for a fifty-year-old guy, and he ain't going to piss on that. And don't burn the don't burn the like these guys are so stupid. They're young, <laughs> they're young and idiotic. They're burning bridges. They're like you you run into the same guys on the way down as you did on the way up. We've t- we've said it, this a million times. They're on TV. They're making millions of dollars. They got a contract they know it all i'm yeah. going to give you a scenario that ties this back to local i was we talk- have a lot of local news i was week. talking to good time gord on the way here and i said we we're talking about tony khan and i i said you know i believe it still could be a work but i said you know how easy it is to lose a locker room 2010 i almost had legitimate shoots breaking out with top names coming in Right. So I'll, and I'll tell you, tell us as quickly as possible. And unfortunately I'm going to glance over a lot of details. Was this October of 2010? This actually started in the the summer. It's, it started in the summer. I know you're, I know. So Billy Gunn was our top guy, our top dog. He helped recruit Bob Holly, Kevin Thorne. Basically the the whole roster kind of came from Billy Mm -hmm. and I working together on a vision. And Charlie Haas ends up coming in right after he leaves WWE before his no compete clause is up. And Billy's our top guy. Charlie is coming in and delivering great as a top heel. And what ends up happening is outside influences, and that's all I'm going to say about that, start to deteriorate Billy's ability to be our top dog. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Dick, unfortunately, was out there stating who his favorites in the locker room was as the financial backer of the company, he would say Billy Gunn was the top guy, but then he'd say Johnny Fairplay was his favorite. And then he would say Charlie Haas. And the day he fired me, he tried to create a booking committee where there was eight different guys on it. They were all on the roster. But it got so bad that, okay, Billy is the top guy in terms of the way the office looks at him, but Charlie Haas is delivering as a top guy. Yeah. And Charlie might be the guy we have to go with because Billy's showing signs of being undependable. And I, I'm, I could tell that story, but it's a long, deep I dive. I remember very well. It got yep. to a point one day where Billy and Charlie are in a room with me in an office, and Billy is not at his best. And Charlie's looking at him going, do we have a problem? Billy's sitting on the floor. Charlie's looking down yep. at him. And Billy's like, we're fine. And Charlie said, I don't think I heard you. Do we have a problem? And Billy said, no, Charlie. I said, we're fine. And if Billy doesn't say that, I believe Charlie was going to slap his face because I was told Charlie was going to slap his face. Mm-hmm. Right after that, I said, Charlie, I'm good. Could you please leave the room? Because yep. I, this was very close. And I would say that I would be more capable of not losing a locker room than Tony Khan because I, yep. I could see the potential problems. Mm-hmm. It got so bad between the two top guys in the company and they were in an angle together that we just stopped booking them against each other. Mm-hmm. And Billy at match time would be more than passable. And 
we had to decide how we were going to and luck. Well, not luckily, but the company ended up going into hiatus and going out of business. But before. Charlie was a company guy at the time. And yes. He cared about the product that we were presenting. But Billy was also a company he guy, was. but he got influenced yes. by outside influences yes. and couldn't get on the straight and narrow. Yes. And that was the problem. And that's a good analogy to exactly what's happening in a, you know, in a different type of way. Yeah. But the same type of thing. is So I could here. then empathize with, with Tony Khan in that he wants CM Punk on that roster. For sure. And, and so he, does Time Warner. Yes. He needs, to a certain degree, CM Punk. For one year, All Elite has been declining in every measurable metric. Yep. And it's been since this thing started at All Out last year. And the injury. And then they've, if you look at what they've done with their heavyweight title, they've had no vision ever since they crowned the first champion. And it went Jericho, then Omega, and then they've had no vision yeah. for that. They were about I, to have something good. But you know what? Someone had a sign I saw on the pay-per-view or something this weekend that said, Tony cured cancer. Someone had that sign uh, in the crowd. Yeah. And I don't think CM Punk is the cancer. I think having CM Punk in that atmosphere with those players, that is the cancerous situation. But you know what would fix it? Someone with a backbone? Accountability. Who, yes. Yeah. A, a, a director of wrestling operations who has the backing of Tony Khan that there is accountability. And as much as people say, well, Tony or CM Punk fire, getting fired is accountability. No, it's not accountability is okay four of you got into a shoot in a locker room we're, we're all sitting down yep. and until we're all on the same page we're not leaving this boardroom well i mean more to jeff's point and we talked about this on facebook the other day imagine it's 1997 and jack perry's in wwe and he pulls this thing with the glass where the undertaker says don't use the glass jack perry goes use the glass and then he says i use the effing glass what do you think would happen? The second he Wrestlers walked through, court. The second he walked through the curtain, Undertaker would have clocked him, would have knocked him out cold. Everybody would have laughed, and that probably would have been the end of it. Yeah, but there was dressing room hierarchy in WWE, that, and there always was. There's but, but no such thing as that. That's knowledge. the point. That's the point, though. That's the that's and the, the problem like, is if you ask the Bucks and Omega, they think they're the dressing room hierarchy, and that's the problem. There's a conflict of interest there. If you want to be an EVP, and I just, I hate that term. It just sounds so stupid. It's, it's just a like, powerless position. It, it's, that's exactly what it is. If you want to be one of the, one of the guys running the company or in charge, and listen, I got all the respect for Omega and the Bucks. There would be no viable alternative without them. Absolutely. Let's call it the way it is. Without them, there is no AEW. We all in the industry owe them a debt of gratitude for having an alternative because it's, it's made WWE and a lot of the other places to work a lot better. Yep. But they, those guys, it's just like, if you're not on their good side, you're on the shit list. <laughs> Could you imagine me there with the way I get along with yeah, Omega? Yeah, but, but, like, <laughs> but I don't understand how there's like, there's Dean Malenko and Jerry Lynn and Jim Ross and all these guys there. Why is nobody, are they, are they just like, well, I'm going to shut up and take my money? Exactly what I was about to then say. Then that's crazy and that's wrong and you should leave. Because yes. it should you have no pride be, in your prof no, in your professionalism it should in that be situation. About giving back, leaving the place in a better spot it was in before you got there. You know, the very funny thing when they started this thing, Tony Khan was courting Jim Cornette to be in the office. Oh my god, that wouldn't Can have lasted imagine? fifteen days. <laughs> wouldn't have lasted fifteen minutes. <laughs> Can you imagine that he would have been the like he he'd be the one we're talking about? Wouldn't he he would have he might have done something. He might have got charged with a crime well, because he, he might have attacked somebody, somebody with a crowbar. But yeah. that's the thing, and I'm sorry to say it, but that's what's lacking there. In back in the old days, or however you want to call it, and maybe I'm 
dating myself here. This stuff, you know what? Guys got into fights all the time in the background. You punch each other's lights out. You move past it. You move on. That there happens. wasn't really even like, okay, so you'll remember this. 2001 TRCW, we identified that one wrestler was probably stooging to the promoter when I was the booker. And he was, it was stirring it up. Like I had the promoter's best interests in heart. Bobby J was the promoter. I had his best interest. I wanted business to be hot. Mm -hmm. And this guy was being a stooge, Ryan Wood, mm -hmm. and stirring it up where he didn't need to. Yep. And he got stretched because of it. Because I remember he, I stretched him in a battle royal. Yeah, exactly. At, at Morris Play or one of the community clubs, Valley Gardens. Me, DiCaprio, and Damien yeah, did that. And it was because, the shit out of him, because what he was trying to do was he was causing she's where it didn't need to be there. And you guys identified it, and I, I maybe bitched a little bit about it, and you guys took care of it, as the locker room hierarchy should be. And it was squashed, and exactly. he understood. And he learned from he it. He learned, and he actually thanked us for it. Yes. And he's like, I needed a slap in the head. A year later, two years later, Chris Rain, same thing, yep. kind of hijacking locker room meetings, trying to be cooler than when the booker's trying to talk and give vital information. Finally, I go to Adam Knight, of all people, and Darren Dalton. I said, hey. Well, you, we know he can slap, yeah, slap somebody. You guys are going to be in the end of the battle royal with Chris rain he's obviously driving me crazy please take care of it teach him something chris rain learned from it he didn't like it he now look back on it and say it was abuse of power but it helped the problem and people now are hearing this going oh my god he told people to beat somebody up no i never yeah. ever like put a hit on yeah, somebody i never what? said no injure this person no of course not but you know what? When he leaves that ring, he has to understand that the locker room leadership does not like what he's doing mm -hmm. and it don't hurt him in the process. And there are consequences for that behavior. There's a difference between hurting somebody maliciously and laying it in to teach them a lesson. Yeah. And that's what you're getting at. Exactly. So what I'm saying is in all elite, and it might be too late, and then anointing Brian Danielson, that puts a lot of pressure on him in a locker room, and he's not a political Vin guy. Vince was a big fan of his. Sure, but. Cre create Creatively, I'm talking. Sure, but like, so you can, you now have said he's the guy who would run the company if Tony Khan di died? I didn't take it that way. But then that, what does that say to your three EVPs? Right? It says what they know. Identify a guy who has done it at a high level, and it could be a UFC executive or like Nick Khan is a guy like that in WWE. Hey, Start that Endeavor deal closes September 12th. There might be some people looking Start for jobs. looking for people who've had high level positions at dealing with talent. Do you know what happens? I'll tell you, I work for a professional sports franchise. If there are problems in that locker room, first, we have a coach who's a hell of a leader yep. and a great motivator. Yep. He's going to fix it before anybody ever knows about it. But if it gets to the general manager's desk, tough decisions will be made and a player will be shipped out. And I'll see drop, you, Andrew Harris. I'm going to drop. There you go. Yep. I'm going to drop a name. Andrew Harris is gone. We now have the leading, and he was a running back. We now have the leading rusher and he just happens to be Winnipeg born and Canadian, which in the CFL is vital. Mm -hmm. It you you identify your succession plan and you do it and you do it in a professional fashion. Andrew Harris's career hasn't suffered, and now the locker room is probably healthier for a move like that. And the team is better. Exactly, and it sends a message to guys in the locker room: everyone's replaceable, and that is a healthy mindset. When everyone knows, oh, listen, like they will just go on without me. And so I, I then have to realize where yeah. I want this much money. I can be like this to get this much money. But if I'm a head case, they can replace me. And that's what everybody at All Elite needs. And they need better hierarchy in the, in the office and locker room to 
to get this fixed, and I don't think they can. I feel bad for CM Punk. I really do, and I'm not a fan of his, and I had no interest in watching him come back again, but I honestly think uh, this could have ended better. And I just I think believe he's he had, made about $7.5 million since he got there. Don't feel bad well, for I, CM Punk. But I'm saying, like, we always look at this business as an as an art form, and he never Ugh. got to finish the painting. You know what I mean? Think and, of it know. as a business first. Sure. For oh, Of course. Of course and it's a then business. think of it as pride in your professionalism. There's tons of money to be made. And though. if you do that, he then now can walk away $7.5 million richer and if he's got an appetite, there are places where he can go. If may, I believe New York, WWE will look at him. Nope. I think they will. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I, I, nope. As a matter of fact, I would not be surprised to see him as a Royal Rumble entrant. If not nope. WWE, I think there's a match made in heaven between him and Scott Demore creatively that would be very good for both. And so that's just what I'm saying. What are we at for time, Mr. Chris? Uh, 27.30. That's all we're going. Hold on. If there's one thing we took from that segment, Mike is wrong. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) This episode of Be She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code BEESSHEES. That code is B-E-E-Z-S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. September is known as ratings in the audio world, radio and podcasting, and our chartable numbers have been great. We had an amazing summer. We had one bad week this summer, and it was last week. Oh, It happens when we're not in the same room. It doesn't work. Yes, it does. But it, it, we need the magic of being all in the studio. Well, exactly, because yeah. I need to see when you're about to talk, and I you know. need to see when I'm about to I cut know. you off. It's like, it's like working a match and... You have two people that are cut off happy and they keep cutting the other guy off when he's starting his heat. You have to have a dance partner that can see. Yes. Lots of false finishes. So our friends. (laughs) No. I say this about every promoter. Don't. I say this about every promoter. Oh, what are we talking about? Graham Keem. Oh, no. And Primo's. You start because you're you're gonna go negative. I'm gonna go positive. I'm gonna go negative. I want that as a sound effect, by the negative. way. Uh, oh, by the way, so I got an update. Oh, a primos update. Shoshina, Shoshana, Who Mrs. Keem. Okay, player two. Player is she player two? I guess so. Yeah. Okay, or Mrs. Player One contacted me and okay. said if sponsorship. Yes. Well, she what? said she gave me an email and a phone number and said if you're serious, get in touch with me. But she did. Wait, I don't know a price, and obviously we know the price of Adam Knight better than anybody. Hold on, you were pulling your advertising dollars on Thursday. No, last, I've, given oh, a, I've given a loose extension oh, because look, look yeah. negotiations have commenced. Oh, okay. An email was oh, sent. This is promising. An email was sent that said this is a serious inquiry. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't sound serious when I laugh through the word serious inquiry, but I have asked 
Primos, okay. sponsor a wrestler, how much it would cost to sponsor the Outlaw Adam Knight. we got to pick it up here because we might have bonus at the end, so second, we can't go long. Second choice, Odalyi, though. Odalyi, yes. Okay, he, he's Third choice, Malcolm Lovechild. Okay. Or the ref. Um, okay, so Primos... Now I'm going to say something positive. No, you start, and I'll come back. Well, with I just positive. wanted to congratulate Tony on his retirement. And Tony uh, Candelo is not retiring. I love it. They, 81 Primo's years old. Primos is taking over all the Northern Tours. Uh, effective to, this year, I guess? Something happened on Facebook where a, a fan... Who I reached out to, by y- the way. Yes, posted on, on Facebook that he spoke to the owner of Primos, and when Tony Candelo retires, Primos is going to be coming... Up north and, and why taking over this, the northern, northern. Why would this fan lie? Well, it's it's probably accurate that something course, was said of like that. It is. I think what happened was the fan probably said to Graham, "When are you going to come to whatever town?" And Graham said, "Oh, I think Tony does that. Maybe when Tony is finished doing it, we'll look at it." So I think it was a you, harmless comment. So why don't you say that? Why don't you just say that? So I. So everyone took it as Tony was retiring. And I sent him a text and I said, uh, did you sell your company to Graham Keeman? And he said, ah, I got to do it. He said that through text? Tony's hot. Tony's hot. He was not hot when I talked to him. I know after the five other messages, he was hot. Then Tony said to me, "Eh, there's some app that can make it look like you said something you never said. Well, that doesn't fit what happened. But that's what he was told. Hey, you know, Tony, there's an app. And what? <laughs> an app. What, the, what? What is an app? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so Tony is not mad. Yeah. He, there is nothing to it. And this is, there's no there there. There's no smoke. There's no fire. Even if Graham said something like, hey, when Tony retires, we will look at that town. That isn't an offensive comment. That's actually showing respect to Tony that... If Tony is going to continue to run there, we are not going to go in there. That's the way I took it. So I don't see it as anything negative. I think a lot of locals are looking at this as a chance to, you know, stick oh, it to, for sure. to Graham. For sure. And they are stirring it up. Yeah, for sure. And so, and because every, apparently. But well, Graham puts himself in that position. Apparently, though. there was a TikTok video this week talking about his haters. There was. But if you, if you think of me as one of your haters, it only works if I can see the video and I couldn't. The Mike Davidson talk show does not like him. Apparently. Yeah, and I we, do. And we, <laughs> and we could not get audio. I had a couple people trying to get me some audio. And some people didn't even see the video, but apparently it was out there. But, it, and then of course, it's this, gone now, this post that Graham was talking about that he tags Tony in, then he deletes the post. So it's like, dude, listen, if you said it, the marks, the mark up North isn't going to, is he going to lie about something like this? Just get he ahead of it. He said it, but what I told you what what he probably said. No, no, said. that's a glasses half full. That is probably what he meant. I hope so. I hope so. Let me say this, though. If I am one of your haters, and I am not. You're not, because you are defending him right now. For I sure. always I always you try are. to look at the, at the best yeah, interest for him. For sure. But here's the thing. If you think of us as one of your haters, make sure we can hear and see the message so it actually penetrates. Because right now, we're speculating and we're laughing about it. Yep. We're, we're, our feelings are not hurt. Nope. You have not fired us up. And even, let me be very honest, even if you took a personal attack at me, it would not fire me up. Hey, I would laugh. He bought a house and a truck from off the wrestling business. 
Not off the profits. That's what he said. No, he didn't. That's what he said. Perhaps he borrowed against the business. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think a banker is sitting there saying, oh, you've got this illustrious wrestling oh, business. Primo's wrestling. Let oh, me okay. give you your mortgage. Okay. Yes. okay. We're like WPW. He has not profited enough to buy a house. I'm just relaying the message. All right. That was the message. Congratulations I on your guarantee truck. you. <laughs> I, I guarantee you my T4 from 2007 through 10 is more money than he ever yes. has profited in this business. And I used to say that to everyone in Kenny Omega and then eventually Kenny far eclipsed my T4. <laughs> he probably in a week, he He's done eclipsed okay. it. Yeah. Anyway, so now I'm going to say something very positive about Graham Keem and Primo's wrestling. I saw a picture from the fall fair on uh, Toxic Tyler James's Facebook. Which, by the way, I need to apologize for because I, when we recorded the show, you last thought it week, was canceled because he announced it no, was canceled. He didn't. Well, there was that before, but that show was not advertised on his page prior to us recording. If he would have advertised it, I would have mentioned the fall yes. fair. Yeah, that's you also. Yeah. So my apology, and I also screwed up the dates for WPW. Okay, so said, you'll fix that. I said October 1st. It is October 7th. Were you drunk birth. last week too? No, is this just a, this is this week. A, okay. Re, re, second coming of Mecca Hall? <laughs> okay. Ooh, the no. Mecca-holic? So, um, it's not your fault because he confused the world by saying I'm canceling everything <laughs> and then I'm uncanceling everything. And how were you to know? It's not your fault. But I'm being accountable. But I saw a picture on Tyler James's Facebook and the crowd looked good. Yep. He had banners at the top of the bleacher. Yep. And even oh, if, he's hopping over the rope. I saw yes, you comment. And on even that one. if it was just a great frame, like basically they positioned all the people a certain way, it looked great mm -hmm. and professional. Remember I said not long before that, if you're going to do something like a fair or the Red River X or something that's supposed to be a, an ex exhibition and an attraction, make sure you make it look big time and it looked good. Congratulations to Primos. And, you know, for everything that isn't going right for him, it's mostly his own doing and he can fix it. Yep. And I think he's, the problem is, is, Unfortunately, if he's listening to our podcast, it's getting in his head the negatives and he's not listening to the positives, the stuff that he can apply and be take his practical advice and make his company better. So stop focusing and dwelling on the negatives just because we laugh at your at, at some of your, the things like it, the wrestling business bought you a house and a truck. I guarantee it's not a nice house and I guarantee it's a used truck. <laughs> don't say stuff like that so we don't laugh at you. And focus on building and taking some positives from the things we say. But if you focus on the negatives, it will it will rot your mind. We're just talking about what's happening. Yes. So if it happens, and we every have to week talk he does it. something that stands out, and that's why we talk about it. He, yes. Somebody but, said somebody might think he's on the payroll. No. Now flipping the script is coming, and we are serious in trying to sponsor Adam Knight. We have conditions, but you'll, we do have money. You'll have an update next week for oh, us. Oh yeah, if, if by next week it's not done, it's not getting done because I want a month of saying I own Adam Knight for yeah, a so month. Make sure you get in touch with Player Two and get this figured out. Mrs. Player, yes, Mrs. Player, whoever. Um, <laughs> and that's really all we have to say about them. Good luck with their show coming up. Flip Gordon's coming to town October first. Yes. Now let's talk about something more pertinent. I notice. You're selling partly because you're Dries and you got a bruise under your arm. And I know that means you've been running the ropes of a wrestling oh, ring. Oh, you noticed and that. And I don't think you wrestled a match. What's going on? Uh, well, I just, you know, CWE's got some shows, you know, with the Mountie. Jacques Rougeau has been in town and uh, 
figured, you know what? Hey, if I'm going to really entertain this uh, comeback thing, I better see if I can still do this after nine years. So went down to the training center, rolled around in the ring, took a few too many bumps. And uh, yeah, I'm a little sore, but I think I'm, I'm sore in all the right you places. are 46 years old. Yep. Why are you bumping unless you're in front of a good crowd? I just want to see if uh, how it feels. All right. How did it feel? I mean, it's uh, two days later. I'm still, you know, my neck's pretty sore. You're selling like, like my neck is sore. you've been in a car accident. My neck is sore. You should be in a hard collar. My, listen, <laughs> listen, my back is good. I, again, I'm sore in the right places. You should have some stiffness in your neck. <laughs> At 46 years old, I want to be hurting in the neck. Well, exa- well I'm saying when you're tucking your head and you're taking flat back bumps yeah you need to yeah how many bumps did you take i don't know maybe a dozen more than that probably what were you thinking probably took maybe 20 bumps then we worked a little tag match with some of the trainees just to try to see how it hey so you're clearly coming back or you've come back and we're late on just like we were talking about cm punk after he got fired like he's it's all at work (laughs) or if you make us bury the lead if you debut Friday night, and we don't know to talk about it like it happened. I am. I swear to you, there will be consequences. I have. I, I have had a lot of liquor today. No, <laughs> I had four beers today. Relax. I have. Uh, I have a lot of inner turmoil about what is the right thing to do, and I still just don't know. What does Sean Brown say? That's what I do when I have inner turmoil. I call him. Um, he simplifies it like you wouldn't. I've believe. asked. I've asked. My trainers, I've talked to you guys. I talked uh, just today. I was golfing with the team at Energy 106. Proud Primo sponsor. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> just kidding. No, but I was asking Dave Dave Wheeler. I was asking Adam West. Adiz uh, Weez. Adiz Weez, yes. Um, I'm just trying to get as many opinions from people. Um, Are you keeping a tally like a vote? Like, is this an no, election referendum? Just, I'm using, I'm just looking at the pros and cons. And okay, I'm, I haven't. I'm not sold. Let on me it. give you the pro. What's the pro? You will do very well in a comeback, and if booked properly, hopefully it's on a good stage. Hopefully it draws. That's not up to you. Sometimes that's the promoter. I think you're the right guy to. I think you're the right legacy talent in terms of Winnipeg. Just like at some point, Chichi Cruz was the right legacy talent. It's it aligns. It should happen. The negatives are. If you're going to sell the neck and you're going to tell me how, how sore you <laughs> are. Not, look, my my head's moving okay, fine. Okay, okay. I'm fine. I and the other thing is, good. if you can do it and you can make the time to do the other things that you have to do to get ready, conditioning. That's the thing. The physicality, like making sure you present the way you yep. always have. No yep. more getting if plowed you can, on Michelobes. If you can do all of that, then I think you should do it. Yeah, that's, there you go. And that's, and that's the only advice you need because you're talking to the wrestling guy. Well, you make it very simple, but it's it's just not that black and white. So uh, your wife doesn't want you to do it. She started crying. Yes, and your does Sean Brown want you to do it? I haven't really talked to Sean since the pool season ended. But it's not over. It's I think his pool still has water well, in it. We should, we could go by on this. <laughs> we this might weekend. be there this Wednesday. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I think you should do it uh, quickly. How many good trainees are in that training camp right now? CWE's training camp. Um, they weren't all there. Um, but there was uh, there were two trainees that were there. One is pretty new. One is I think he's probably several months in, but he's refereed a bunch of shows. Um, good footwork. Um, How's this look? I mean, it's 
it's local wrestling. So, so most, nothing, it most won't these, stand out as no, special no, yet? No, no, the, Not yet. No. I Do mean, you know somebody said to me, sort of digress, no, no. that James Roth, 10 years younger and not married with kids, probably has everything it takes to get there. That's what someone told me. James Roth is only 33 years old, I believe. Are you sure? I asked somebody that this week. And I can't remember who that was. Okay, I've heard that he's much closer to 40 than that. You know what? It was a guy who he works with, a guy named Chad, James. Are we talking about James Roth or James... Sam Roth? <laughs> We're talking James, <laughs> James Roth. Sam Roth. Um, James Roth, who listens to the show, he'll know. I was out on We're the... going to get a text. I was out this on the boat good. with his friend Chad last weekend. Chad who? I don't want to say his last name. Chad but Gimmick? His, in, his initials are C.S., and he works Chad Stooge. Steve. <laughs> yes, he works with um with uh James Roth and he said James Roth absolutely loves it and I said, you know, he's a hell of a talent. He's He's uh, not going to give up a career as a firefighter to chase the opportunity. And that though. but that's the thing. So I, that makes it that that really makes it Chad Daniels as the local guy that's got the most promise right now to to get a break. He's one, but the yeah. other guy who I've been impressed with is uh Josh Cheeks Holiday. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that honestly, when I think about the guys here, James Roth, Chad Daniels, Cheeks. Cheese. Cheese. And then I'm just trying to think. I think those are the three. Are they all trained by AJ? I believe so. He's done an outstanding job. AJ does a great job. He's created the yep. next generation He's of done a, talent. Honestly, like it's a, and, and you know, after the training was over, and we had a good crew there. It was like me, Sean Martin. Marty Goldstein. Marty Goldstein was not there. Oh. Danny was there. And we just worked on a lot of these little nuancey things that you just, you got to know. And they were actually picking apart, um, it's funny, uh, a Primo's uh, shot that somebody saw. Somebody saw Mustachio with a hammer lock on somebody. And there was there was a picture. And it was like, okay, what what's wrong with this picture? And then we just picked it apart and dissected it. So you had to pick Primos, hey? Well, who else does Mustachio work for? Wasn't he in CWE recently? Uh, maybe he was. Yeah. So sure. they they obviously it was the outdoor them. show. Okay, it was the outdoor show. And, All right. Anyways, and, and not to pick on Primos, but what I'm saying is that they really at the CWE Wrestling Academy, or maybe it's AJ's Wrestling Academy, they really pick, they really break it down to the most basic things, and I. I appreciate it. I was uh, it was good to be a part of it. It'd been a long time since I've been in, in the ring. Okay. And then let's CWE, of course they had Jacques Rougeau in and Jacques Rougeau. That's a great name. Yep. Ultimo uh, Dragon coming up. Yeah, exactly. Who has been impossible to reach because he's not on social media. <laughs> like he's hard to reach. So Danny was telling me about how he was how difficult of a time he had to reach him. There was another name that he was talking or trying to get. I'm, I'm not going to say who that is because I don't want to let the cat out, out of the bag in case he comes back, but it's someone we talked about here and didn't have success there. And then, Achoo! Oh, oh. <laughs> Sneeze? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. But then um, I said, like, what the heck is going on here? But then Ultimo, I guess Ultimo's guy contacted Danny and he basically said something like, okay, just so we're clear, Ultimo Dragon is 56 years old. I hope you're not expecting a Super J Cup type of match. And then Denny's like, no, like, listen, we're not going to... Hold it. Do not stooge the people that he might be dialing it in because he's old. No, 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 no. But I'm saying like... Ultimo's 56. Yeah. But I'm saying like... Uh, In Winnipeg, he better do Super J quality. I'm going to this show. It's Ultimo Dragon. He's going to give you an awesome 
10 matches. It will like, be great. It'll yeah. be outstanding. 10 matches in 10 days with long road trips and questionable hotel rooms. But, but what I'm saying is... <laughs> this is a recipe of, of beautiful cake. What I'm saying yeah. is you need to get out there and see Ultimo Dragon. I wonder if he's going to be selling autograph masks. Because I would love it for... Because I'm building a studio and I've got my Power Talent figures. I have tons of masks. I want an autographed Ultimo mask. I don't have an autographed one yeah and i have authentic I'm gonna mexican have a, masks i'm gonna have a winnipeg blue bomber helmet yeah. sorry to di- absolutely hijack what no, we're saying oops. um wpw wpw yeah they got of course we're building towards the um rumble the Bur- october 7th yes not october 1st and did you guys see the video with um richard lavely made it good friend of the well, show there was that video that was the promotional video but also the sit down interview with bobby shink CWE, or sorry, the uh, WPW champion, and Tyler Colton. Did you see that? I did, I did see, not see that. Yeah, it was well it was, done. It was well done. Everything they're doing is I'll on point. They're creating the proper hype for what is going to be their biggest event of they the year. They do need to work with Bobby Shank on his promos. Well, okay. It wasn't a strong promo. It was not a... And Tyler Colton gave him an in. Yeah. Talking about how strong he was, and I'm the strongest man. And you know what I would have said there? I would have said if I was Bobby Shank, he... I'm thinking just off the top of my head, I thought when I was watching that, he should talk about how strong he is, how strong Bobby Shink is for carrying this company on his back. Nobody's got a stronger back than Bobby Shink because I've carried WPW to the promised land to where we're putting 1,000 people at the Burton Cummings Theater. So Bobby Shink is a phenomenon amongst that fan base. They have made him the number one baby face. It's a character. It's the fact, it's risky when you take it's like Orange Cassidy. If you make Orange Cassidy your heavyweight champion and top guy, he doesn't have what it takes to build the emotion, the emotional aspect. A heavyweight champion, babyface, has to be a decent enough talker to, to talk the match and talk them into the seats. And the heel can do the, the colorful stuff. It isn't, that isn't Bobby's forte, but right. the fans love him. Yeah. So I can see why the booker said, hey, they respond to everything and they went for it and gave him a title run. It hasn't been bad. It hasn't hurt business. No. But at some point he's going to lose the title and that might not be the worst thing for WP. Well, yeah. let, let me pose you guys a question then. Who would who locally would you have work with Bobby Shink on his promos? Because maybe Primo's, or not Primo, sorry. Maybe WPW, they're not perhaps equipped to work with him on a promo because they're not, you know, traditionally in the business, would you reach out to somebody locally? Be like, okay, let's talk to AJ or, you know, I would have you, I would have Shane Madison do it. And not that you're the best promo ever. You're a good promo, but what you have always been able to do is understand what the wrestler is trying to get across and help him understand what he needs to see Mm -hmm. as a bigger picture. I didn't always have the patience with that. I would say you're cutting a cheesy promo and you need to do better. Whereas you can kind of understand what the, you would kind of find out what the mental block is for what's yeah. holding it up. And you would kind of be able to coach him past it. Um, guys like TJ Brad or Will Damon will think they're the best promo ever. And, but they couldn't teach a guy how to cut a promo to match it. And, a lot of their promos absolutely did nothing for the guy they were working with. And many local promos that I see online, I question like, how did this even get published? Exactly. There's no good, there's no quality control on this stuff. So AJ Sanchez cuts a passable promo, a good promo. I would argue it's a good promo. Danny Duggan cuts a passable promo. I would say it's a good promo. Um, But on a big scale, I don't think they would be that great of promos. 
Uh, Tyler Colton cuts a, a passable promo, good mm-hmm. promo. Yep. And when I say passable, it's like on a big on a big level. Could they would their promo stand out? No. And so there's not going to be an MJF in Winnipeg. And I don't care what Will Damon or TJ Bratt will tell you about their heyday. I could cut a good promo. You could cut a good promo. Yep. The difference when we cut the promos is people came back to see what we were talking about the next week. That's all because it we knew how to talk into the angle. Yeah. As opposed to put ourselves over. Chris Paris couldn't yeah. couldn't talk the angle. And Bobby Shake might not be a promo guy, but there's when he has that limited opportunity to do a promo, let's as use, a producer, you, you would probably it. tell him, if you say this, you're building the angle. Yeah. You don't we're not going to turn you into the best talker, but we're going to yeah. teach you how to talk the angle yeah. up. Yeah. It was very meh. Like almost like he's I looked at it and I go, Tyler Colton's winning the title. That's basically how I looked at it. I don't know if he is. But that's how I looked at I after think, that promo. I think when they get there. And I think when that building is electric for Bobby Shink, depending, I think if I was booking it, we get there, I have plan A. Mm -hmm. But when I feel the building, I maybe say, here's plan A. Yep. If everything goes the way I envision, you're going over Tyler Colton because a heel champion is good for business coming out of our big show. But if I call an audible, here is the finish and Shink is keeping the belt. Mm -hmm. Because if the people are, if he gets an explosive response, do not disappoint the people in the biggest show of the year. So I would almost say there's finish A and finish B, and I'm giving you a signal where you're going to be clear which one you're going with. And you know what? Talking about that show at the Burt, there's some other matches that were announced. Jody Threat will be defending the Women's Championship against Lufisto. And also a big blow-off. Well, not a blow-off, but they had a big blow-up. Chad Daniels, AJ Sanchez, one on one. That's going to be an interesting match. That's Size be, difference. Who's the baby face? Well, that would be. I think that would be AJ in that. In that. Interesting. Yep. So interesting. I think that'll be a hell. Of I'm going to tell you something. Lufisto, that'll be match of the night. Lufisto versus Jody Threat. If they were on Fight TV with that match, there's a lot of people all over North America that would be buying that because those two women have a ton of credibility. Yeah. In, but, in, with the indie fans. But you know what? I think there's still an opportunity to get your tickets. So uh, WPW. Yeah, they did a buy one, get one done by True North through the mailing list. Nice. I had heard that they were just over 800 tickets. I would be very interested to know because that mailing list, you see it every Christmas. It's called All Access in Your yep. Inbox. WPW if, is on my Winnipeg Jets app. Yeah. So if you have ever bought a ticket for a True North event, you put in your email address, you end up on that mailing list. So a whole bunch of people just got advertising to buy WPW Rumble at the Burton. Let's hope 1500 I would be so... You know what? I would love nothing more than on October 8th to say... Andrew and I can't bicker about what the house was for commencement of cool. It's been surpassed in 2023. It's almost like a Wayne Gretzky record. Yeah. With Connor McDavid breaks a Wayne Gretzky record. I think Wayne Gretzky's okay with that. We've yep. had it for 20 years. It's right. Yep. Re- we're ready to pass it on. And it's your opportunity to see WPW again. We talk about them every week. They are our darlings. If you haven't been to a show, you won't get a chance to see it at the West End Cultural Center, get your tickets. And to you have, the there is tickets to be had. And let me tell you something. It's not that there are darling. We can't deny that they have done exactly. so many things right. That's yes. what we say. Uh, before we go to break and go to the mailbag, uh, I want to shout out to Eric Cannon, who was a guest on our show about a year ago now. He is doing Saturday night. He did Saturday night Nitro mm-hmm. on Saturday night at Mall of America. Second year in a row, he sold it out. It takes balls. 
to go to Mall of America and get them. To, and it takes credibility to get yeah. them to say yes. I would love to see our friend Harlan Abbott, Justin, top talent in Edmonton, mm-hmm. do the same thing in West Edmonton Mall. Oh, I wow. would love to see WPW strike a deal with Polo Park and do center court in, in February. It would be a great looking venue. It would be great for their credibility. I think if you do it, do it for free Saturday afternoon at center court. So everyone's walking by and wondering That'd be awesome. and they stop and they watch. I think you'd create a lot of new fans, but that's Harlan Abbott, who I know listens out in Edmonton. He's run top talent extremely well. Go to West Edmonton Mall. Do what Eric Cannon's doing at Mall of America. And if you do it, if you get if you get West Edmonton Mall, I'll get on a plane. You'll get on a plane. We'll I'm go going out to there. Edmonton soon. When? I don't know yet. The dates are to be determined. Book it when will, top talent's I there. Maybe try. I'll come out. Maybe October 20th for their show with Timothy Thatcher. We could maybe make an appearance there. Is that a Friday or a Saturday? I don't know. If it's a Thursday, we're producing here in studio. My comeback will have already happened, so I might be booked you on might, show. You might make a run-in. All right, so... Uh, what time is it? It is time now for the B-She's Mailbag. If you'd like to sponsor the B-She's Mailbag, email us at totalbshes at gmail.com. Two questions in the mailbag this week. First one coming in from Charles through social media. Hello, Charles. Hello, Charles. He says, who do you guys think is the best booker of the 1980s? There's a lot of names to choose from. Love the show. Keep doing what you do. Ooh. Now, before you give your answer. I'm assuming he means mainstream. Well, okay, so let's talk some territory bookers. Vince McMahon, Jerry Jarrett, Jerry Lawler, because they split the book. Bruce Hart, I think, was booking Stampede in the late 80s. Yep. Uh, Harley Race was booking Kansas City. Not in the late 80s. Well, in the mid-80s. Ole Anderson was eight. booking Georgia. Okay. Dusty Rhodes booked the Carolinas and Florida. Bill Watts, Louisiana. Eddie Gilbert was coming on as a booker. There's a lot to actually yeah. choose from. Um, Vince and Pat were booking WWF around 87 when Andre and Hogan, when they do the Andre heel turn. So there's a lot of actual options here. Uh, I, Gary Hart in Texas. There's a lot of people that love to say that they lit a territory on fire. Who would be the guy in the 80s? You want to go first? Yeah, like, I mean, I guess I can go first. I mean, that's a pretty easy one for me. I mean, we're talking the golden era of professional wrestling and I got to go Vince, right? I mean, Vince McMahon with, you know, going national in 84 and yep. WrestleMania and WrestleMania three, really taking it to that next level. I mean, drink the WWF Kool-Aid. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The thing is with- uh, Eddie Gilbert would be a second place. Oh, I'm just telling you mine. Okay. But I mean, I, you should have saw my face. I saw it. <laughs> okay. So let me say this about Vince. Okay. Um, he definitely hyped his events the best. I would not say he was a great booker because a great booker creates angles, right? So Hogan Andre is a great angle, right? Mm -hmm. Hogan Orndorff was a good angle. It drew good business, but that was thanks to TV penetration that he could then go into all of those markets and draw big houses. I wouldn't say that he knew how to light the entire business on fire based on hey if i match this guy and this guy i've got magic okay now you can say vince was the most successful promoter of the 1980s i wouldn't argue that but i don't think he booked as well as somebody else and who would that be would you want my answer yeah go ahead okay the carolinas was booked the absolute best and let me tell you why okay the four horsemen 
is the greatest creation a booker ever did to light a territory on fire. The Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, the Road Warriors, the Magnum TA. The way he laid out the players in the Carolinas, Dusty Rhodes, it led to business that was unparalleled for two years in markets that were down. Whereas Vince McMahon's markets, Chicago, New York, sorry, all along the East Coast, they stayed pretty consistent from Bob Backlund to Hulk Hogan. It's just that he went national, and that's what was successful for him. It was a national marketing expansion, not a booking style or philosophy. Do you think Dusty Rhodes was more creative than Vince McMahon? I think Dusty Rhodes knew how to build, like he knew how to light a fire under putting four heels together in the four horsemen and that, and the rock and roll express and the midnight express. He is, he becomes a very good second fiddle baby face because of how hot he built the heels. Right. Let me tell you something. WWF did it the other way. We're going to give the cartoon character, the easy spoon fed booking of Hulk Hogan's the best wrestler in the world. And you need to swallow this. Whereas Dusty did it the other way, get the heels red hot so the baby faces get hot for getting their revenge against the heels. Much better booking, if you ask me. I would go with Jerry Lawler. Uh, Why? I would go with the two Jerry's. It's too hard to parse it out because they did it in, in, yeah. in periods. But I would say the two Jerry's. And I would say why? Because you have to, if you take a look at a thousand foot view, we're talking from 1980 through 1989. We're yeah. talking Lawler and Jarrett. Yes. Yeah, so Lawler, Memphis. You know. Memphis. Um, the reason I say why is because Jerry Lawler was on top the entire time, and that's not, not, that's not why in itself, but because they kept him fresh. They kept him relevant. They kept the angles hot. It was always hot. They, they cycled through um, performers that would all go on to be, you know, big, big deals. They, a lot of them got their start there. A lot of them got broke their teeth there. So I'm, I'm going to, and, and they stayed hot really until Memphis stayed hot, pretty hot. Memphis was the last territory to die in it's, 94. That's exactly what I'm getting really. at. They, they pretty much stayed hot until like 92. Not hot though. They were declining rate from 87. They were around until 97. Yeah, but in it, not in its true form. Yeah, well, like there was new ownership, point, and, of, course, of course, and they were limping. But if we're looking at the '80s, just as an income, I don't think there's nobody anything says, that's hotter than Memphis. Nobody says Bill Watts who books some good stuff or his bookers. Nobody says Texas in '83, which is like the Von Erichs, which I think the booker was Gary Hart when he put the Von Erichs and the Freebirds together. See, every every if you ever listen to somebody talk about how they their territory was on fire and it's thanks to the booking it's it's all there everyone has a claim to it but realistically it's it's really dusty and it's pat patterson because it's andre and hogan 87 yeah wwf could not be touched after that after wrestlemania 2 they could be touched wrestlemania yep. they almost yep. if it didn't work they were out of yep. business yep that's right but 80 but 87 wrestlemania 3 they did not know their main event in january no at Christmas time was when Vince said, it's time to go to Andre. And that was their last chance to go to Andre because by WrestleMania four, he doesn't have the mobility to main events. No. Okay. And then you have to look at what Dusty did with the four horsemen. And that's the definition of the eight. But then you look at the mega powers. That's you know. all offshoots of it though. Yeah, like no, DB but, that's, Austin. That's, but that's booking. Yeah. The that character million dollar done. man is the, as the villain yeah. against Hulk Hogan, the great American hero. They wrote Hogan too long. Hogan should have been a three-year champion, not a four. And Savage should have been given a better window. And so should Warrior. 
They went to Hogan too many times, and that's why 91 to 96 is 97 is so bad for that company because when they went to the succession plan, they get cold feet and go back, and they never committed to Savage or Warrior properly. Well, they were just there because Hogan was filming a movie. Mainstream right? crossover Actually, or had kids. This debate is great. Warrior was going to be the guy. Not they did not think Hogan's coming back in a year. They were going to tie the, but then they didn't give Warrior any good heels. The Warrior Earthquake angle would have been better than Warrior Rude, but they go Hogan Earthquake or Warrior Dino Bravo. Yeah, Dino Dino didn't belong there, right? Yeah, like it either should have been Warrior and a retread of of DiBiase, or it should have been Warrior and Earthquake. But that's just the only buddy doing besides Vince doing national stars coming in was Memphis. Andy Kaufman. That, oh, that was way David, earlier, though. Yeah. Did, did, earlier in the 80s? Yeah, it was like 81, 82. Yeah, early yeah I said the 80s. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, right, the you're 80s. right, you're right, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Andy Kaufman, big deal. They they do the angle on Letterman, gets national attention on, yeah. on, the, on the product. That's yeah. That, yeah. that's fair. I'm just talking late, later in the 80s, and I'm talking money no, yeah, and yeah, exposure. Yeah. That's how yeah, I... Great debate. Yep. That's a, thanks for the question, Charles. Hello, Charles. On to the next one. This one coming in from Quentin, saying, question... Are you guys just angry wrestling vets? Sometimes you just seem so salty. <laughs> I get that a lot. You, I don't. You don't come across as an angry guy because people didn't know me ten years ago when I was I angry. Yeah, but I don't think. I think we're just kind of joking. Or I don't. I don't think I come. Across I have angry. a snide sense of humor that I've always had that rub people the wrong way, mm-hmm. and never rub me the wrong way. No, but you and I have gotten along for twenty plus years, yes. like twenty, almost twenty five. But scary. Let me let me put this into perspective. For Terrifying, you. actually. <laughs> when I got around the wrestling business in 1993, it was a bunch of guys that went to Chalmers Community Club, and it was like rec league hockey. They got together, they drank some beers, they went out and had a bit of fun, and then they went home. Bring your rubber your rubber chicken, perhaps. Good friend of the show, Warren. I love him. Any loyal listener. What did he say to DiCaprio that one time? Uh, did Snatch train you? And he said yes. And he said, get your money back because basically saying you're not qualified. And DiCaprio you know what? almost killed him. That, well, that's an angry wrestling vet thing to say, and I love it. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. 93 was like that. 95, 97, 99 when you broke in. It was us getting together and just basically rec-leaguing it through. We all had a dream, a pipe dream of making it. But it was a bunch of young guys that were getting together, having beers, trying to chase chicks. Yep. It changed after 01. When John Newen said, okay, I'll put some money into this. It was the first time that at a very local level, Ernie was supposedly a yeah. money mark, but he didn't really, in, he didn't make people believe he was investing. Not to this level. And so we know two names are coming in. We're building one venue. We're really taking it seriously. And then it kind of dips a little bit in 04. Then Jeff Dick comes around and he's definitely talking like he's putting in a lot of money and everyone takes it up a notch, takes it a little bit more serious. And it stays like that, 07, 08, 2010. It's always been that way. Guys have to, if you look at it that way, you're not going to get all bent out of shape, right? And if anyone was ever going to be bent out of shape, trust me, in 2010, I was angry. People would criticize me nonstop, and I had to shut it out. I would go through periods after an event where people like Jeff Dick would call me and say, that was great, you did a great job. Guys would fly in, fly home. Luke Gangrel would call me just to say, you did good. Bob Hawley talking about you in his book? Yes, and people would say, you did good. And I couldn't hear it because I could only see the mistakes. And that will lead you to be angry. I had to go, I had to go into like darkness 
And what I mean by that, I'd go in, it was summer. I'd go, you and I'd go to the beach so I could, and you, and we just, let's not talk about wrestling. I remember you being, you saying, I'm thinking about doing this. And I, and I just said to you, Mike, I'm your friend. Yeah. Please don't do this. It anymore. changed my personality. Yeah, don't do this to yourself. Yeah. Do I think you can do it? Yes. Will it be awesome? Yes. Will it be good for you personally? No, it will not. See, Please don't do and it. And that's the thing. Like so many times in my life. I have gone hip deep into something, whether it be wrestling or whether it had been like anything. Right. And it's, you're like, I'm not way with the bombers. I was that way with spirit Halloween. It's devotion, dedication, commitment. And you focus on that alone. And that's the way it was in wrestling. So it was easy to get angry today. No, like when I talk about Primos, he takes it, he gets offended and I'm trying to say, listen, does he get offended though? But is he getting offended the same way you got offended? No, you know what? I, I was different. Right. I would take, I would sit there and listen to what was said 10 times. Well, I can kind of remember And you know why? Yeah. Because I would, I want to know what I have to debate against you. I have to know what you said. I have to understand the tone you said it and why you said it. And if I'm making a mistake, I'm never making that mistake again because it was, I perceived it as my weakness. So I would sit there and fixate on what was said about me so that I could take away that they would ever have the right to say it about me again. Right. And I would take it so personal and it, it, it affected me, but now angry. No, I, I don't think I get angry near to the degree I once did. I don't think I come across angry. No, no. See, if if somebody was to say, are we overly arrogant? I would give that a little bit of more credence. If somebody said... Are we overly qualified? I would say yes. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? You and I could go in today and partner with our friend Sean Brown, create a wrestling company that would be as good as almost anything happening locally. The one thing that scared me when I had an investor lined up this year was... I'm not sure I could do it better than WPW and I never strive to be second best. And if that's what I'm looking at, I think I'll sit out mm-hmm. and that's, that's the difference. But we like a lot of it comes second nature to us, right? It also comes second nature to Danny. One day it may come second nature to Graham. If he, if he, if he sticks it out. Yeah. And if he can develop more practical sensibility and what he's trying to do. So angry wrestling vet, I'm not, you're not. Chris, you're certainly not angry. No. And I get a kick out of it. But there's been times when I think like, you know, when I talk about it, it's like, hmm, you know, has this business passed me by? I ask myself that. Maybe it has in some aspects. I was, asking, I was asking myself about that what, as it pertains to like the EVPs, the Bucks, the Omega thing. Like I was like, maybe, am I wrong? Am I wrong to think like these guys are whiny little whatever yeah, prima donnas like yeah. prima donnas is, is it me and then i was like no it's not me like they are being See, prima donnas or even like yeah, danny but- we were down at training this week and we were talking about chain wrestling and how i said to the guys you can tell if someone's the drizzling she's three seconds in if they don't know how to chain wrestle yeah and then we were talking about work and tackles and like international spot and all this stuff and then basically we said something to the effect of well nobody you you can't work chain wrestling here or tackles or stuff like that because it doesn't get over here. Yeah, but people don't know how to teach it. And and it can get over if yeah. they're conditioned to do it. So, yeah. so that's when I think like, hey, like that's how I was brought into this. Is that is that so far gone now that that is you know? why I need to bring Tom Pritchard to town. 
Yes. To, I want Tom to teach it so that people learn it and they can teach it down. Chain wrestling, basics, developing emotion, and try to do it in six hours, Tom. D- Danny said something really interesting to me, and it made a lot of sense. He said, he, I can't remember where he was, but he said he went to some training thing years ago. And they were basically getting these new guys in the ring, and they're basically saying, okay, what do you want me to do? And he goes, I want you to do tackle, drop down, hip toss. That's it. And then the guy's like, that's it? I don't. I can't show you anything? That was my opening spot my whole career. But this is not Danny like asking to do more. He understood what they were trying to do. But the other guys were like, well, h- how do you tell anything off a tackle, drop down, hip toss? Because you can see the feet. You tell everything. Yeah. Off a tackle, yeah, drop because down, if they got toss. happy feet, you're going to see that right away. Right, and I'm watching, and that's when we're at training. I'm watching these guys how they're circling, how they're in, like, are they in fighting position when they're getting ready to lock up? Like, how's their footwork? Are they hitting the ropes properly? All these little things, but you know, th- that's the kind of thing that I think, like, you know, we talk about, like, are we angry? I mean, no, I don't think we're angry. I think just like, hey, maybe it's like, maybe, maybe we need to get some of these young some of these older guys that come back to kind of reestablish some of this every stuff. week we devote two hours of our week which we don't exactly have excessive time any one of the three nope. of us and it's because we care still enough about the local scene that we still see a version of it that could be better than it is today and just because we don't have the commitment level to say i'm going all in you might be ready to say that but not me <laughs> but i'm going all in doesn't mean that we don't have something to offer. And that's that's that. All right, there we go. And that is the mailbag for this week. Again, you want to get your questions on the mailbag? Email us, totalbeesheets at gmail.com or get at us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and coming soon to Threads. I want to know what's happening in the event center. This is your Beesheets Wrestling Event Center. We start in Alberta, Friday, September 15th. Pure Power Wrestling is in Raymond. Friday, September 15th, Can-Am Wrestling is in Innisfail. Saturday, September 16th, Pure Power Wrestling is in Lethbridge. Saturday, September 16th, Love Wrestling is in Sherwood Park. And also, Saturday, September 16th, Can-Am Wrestling is in Olds. We shift to British Columbia. Friday, September 15th, Thrash Wrestling is in Penticton. Friday, September 15th, 365 Pro is in Duncan. Friday, September 15th, Glam Slam Wrestling is in Vancouver. Saturday, September 16th, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Sook. Saturday, September 16th, Boom Pro Wrestling is in Vancouver. And finally, Sunday, September 17th, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Gold River. And that has been your BC's Wrestling Event Center. I counted 11 events. Good job, Mecca Shane Madison, putting that together at the event center. Our friend, Scotty Townsend, the greatest bartender in Winnipeg history. Yep. And he's from the world-famous Palomino Club. And Our where, favorite club. Wherever you go in Canada, when you talk about drinking in Winnipeg, yep. they all say the Palomino Club. And we have gifts. We do. Starting next week, we are going to be giving out gift cards for the world-famous Palomino Club. So if you win that, you're going to be the most popular person amongst your friends because you're going to have some bar bucks to spend. But you have to, I have to come with you if you're going to go spend those bar bucks. <laughs> is that, that part of the deal? That is part of the deal. All right. 
before we and go. And September 16th, we will be there. You he's won't ha- be there, you but know, I will be there. He's you, heavy on the sauce this week. Do you know what I forgot to it's mention? Off. <laughs> do you know what I forgot to mention? Our friends in Fargo, I was going to mention this before. Mm-hmm. Our friends in Fargo, Below Zero Wrestling, they've got Sean Waltman and John Morrison. I saw that, yes. September 23rd, it's three hours away. If you've ever wanted to meet Waltman and you haven't had the chance, it's road trip season. I would consider going to Fargo for that. And our one of my very good friends, your very good friend. I don't know if you like him or not. I, I don't do. Know if I he likes like you. him a lot. Spider. I think you were talking trash about one him, of the boys. Whoa, whoa. Let's one of the boy. Going. One of the boys is getting married. We've talked about and it, and that means he's having a social. What is the date? September thirtieth. So get your tickets. And uh, even if you're not going to attend, you buy. It's Manitoba. This is something every Manitoban does. You buy a ticket to support the cause. And Mike Davidson will be there with Adam Knight. Is it a Saturday? I don't know. September 30th, whatever day that is. It's a Saturday because yep. September 29th is a bomber game. There so you I, go. I probably won't stay late. You can maybe see our sponsored athlete from Primos that night before flipping the Do script. Do you think they're going to accept it? I have conditions. I hope so. It's not, here's my money. Here's my money, and that's all. It's there are conditions. I'm glad we have a backup like Kevin Odalie. Yes, because yes. that would be. I think Odalie got a, hit, a a kick out of it. I think so too because I mentioned it this week, and then I heard some. I did hear some, some, some chuckling, but I mean, has that graphic been corrected? Oh, probably. Yeah, but it no, doesn't matter. I, it probably it not probably in my has, version. It hasn't been corrected. There's two versions. There's the and they both have Odalie. Yeah. One just happens to have Adam Knight in a yeah. Bishi's wrestling shirt. Primo's wrestling also released a T-shirt with a spelling error on it. So I mean, mistakes. Their happen. quality controls. Not They're great. trying their hardest. And with that, <laughs> we are trying our hardest. We were in studio this week, which means it's better. Listen, tell a friend, subscribe. Like, leave a five-star review, go on social media and share it. Just, it's ratings time. And we have something to prove. Here for the Bishis Wrestling Show, I'm Mike Davidson, producer Chris Mecca, Shane Madison. Thank you very much. 